Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and the impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, I was reading an article this morning and I thought, oh, this is for us. (laughs) Yes, I know. Sometimes I read. It's amazing. (laughs) I don't just watch the TikTok dance videos, which I think how much work went into those dance videos. Good for you guys. That you like. I think that's a mental health thing thinking about something else coming up. But anyways, I'm already off track. My topic today is back to work in the office. Yeah. Like because we because we are all I I will posit with absolutely no uh research to pin this on, we're all overworked right now. Like yeah. all of us. We're, we're it the context switching has gone out the window. Everything is back to back, whatever. And now let's add this new topic which is that there's a lot of agitation out there to come back into the office, yep. even though we know that we can work. And and again, caveat, we're talking about um, jobs that can be done remotely. So in that world, a lot of lip service. Oh, look how productive we're being. Look how much we're getting done. People are, you know, doing things without the commute. We're learning how to collaborate. We're learning how to do all this stuff. Oh, Yeah. And now we're throwing it out the window. And now there is a survey that says, let's see, it was a May survey of a thousand U.S. adults showed that 39% would consider quitting if their employers aren't flexible about remote work. Yeah. 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 And I think I think we're feeling it. I think I think we are. I think, you know, it's it's really hard to say what's happening with employers. Like, I think that they're really trying to figure out. I know that they're really trying to figure out what the best solution is. And then, but then you have this kind of default, right? Yes. Which is like, well, I just, you know, as, as exhausted as I am, this is a leader. I'm talking as a leader right now. As exhausted as I am, right? I don't want to try to think about the future of work. I don't want to try to think about flexibility. I'd like normalcy back, please. And my oh, normal yeah. is yep. everybody in the office. And, you know, I'm talking to leaders about this and I'm trying to make the case folks will quit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, they will. And, and I'm not saying that leaders are not listening to that, but it's, you know, there's just this big unknown. What is work going to look like? And I think people are so exhausted that they don't want to think I, about it. And so they just- I kind of- agree that about the exhaustion. I, I really feel like we ran because there was so much unknown and we ran as fast as we could in a sprint and then we kept sprinting because then that was what was keeping it all together. And then, you know, and then, so then you're building the processes and function of remote work and then- you're also getting the real work done that you need to get done and you all need it just, and I think we're all very, very tired right now. Yeah. And so then, and this says that there is a, 
That's funny. An index of 10 metro areas compiled by security company Castle Systems, which makes those I'm building ID cards so they all know about us. And they said that only 28% of U.S. office workers are back at their buildings, which is interesting. That's an interesting number because as someone who's been going in once in a while, do I count as back in my building? Right. You know, like who knows? But still, 28% is a really low number versus, you know, 100%. But, you know, then when you go in, you're hoteling. Then when you go in, you're still hybrid remote working. Like, I, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm about to say that I know we're tired and I know flex, you know, dealing with flexibility post pandemic is added burden because you have to figure out process and expectations and accountability. Yeah. But, but not doing it is also tiring. Not doing it. Say that again. Not working on it and not figuring it out just makes it, it's like still has to happen yeah. because we still have to organize like hybrid meetings and the expectations of who's in the office, who's not. And also, can we say that a lot of people that were hired during the pandemic were hired for remote jobs. Yeah. I think this is going to be a thing. I and I don't know what the recourse is if your company then strongly encourages you to come in. You know, like Jamie Dimon at JP Morgan Chase saying, you know, people in the office are the hustlers, you know, they want to get it done. You know, like yeah. that's not it that's not in a, a policy anywhere. That's essentially practice, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you fight that? So if you were hired remotely for JP Morgan Chase, you set up your life to be remote, you're dealing with it. And then the CEO says, you know, the true hustlers are the ones who make it into the office. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on how deeply it's baked in, right? Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I've been talking to leaders about. I've been going over kind of like an like a comprehensive, this is what you need to do. You need to be thinking about organizational values. You need to be thinking about organizational culture. Like you really need to think about how are you going to change the way that you operate, right? Mm, yep. And and I think that what they really want to think about is like, what is the bare minimum I need to do, right? What is what is flex? need to look like? What boxes do I need to check? Not like what- Their most viable product, right? From right. that, from the tech startup phase. What's your most, what's the, is it most viable, minimum, minimum. minimum viable product for your flexible work? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what they're thinking about. You know, and it was funny. I was doing a talk where somebody was talking about the flex policies and the actual, like the actual processes that need to go, like the forms that need to be filled out. And then I come in and I'm talking about the culture. I'm talking about leader's role. I'm talking about, I'm talking about this whole thing. And I was thinking that it was like, everybody just wants to get, to get their immediate gratification. So everybody wants the M&Ms of like, this is what the flex policy is, right? They want like the, the, like the candy and then they want to leave. And meanwhile, I'm like, here's how we make a smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like kale. I yeah, don't. it's like here's where the wheatgrass comes in, and you'll feel better in that the long is run. Hilarious, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that analogy makes sense, I, I think no, I, it does because I don't want a smoothie, and now I want M and M's. Exactly, I want M and M's, but I'm talking about the smoothie. So, yeah. 
I mean, it's, and it's hard, but at the same time, you know, I think what we're missing is we're missing what is the picture of success look like, right? So one yeah. of the things that, that I've been talking to people about, and I think we've talked about this in the past is, you know, there's the Bridges model of change. So William Bridges is this dude who talks about transitions. He talks about the, the three aspects of transition. One is ending and letting go. The second is moving through. And the third is new beginning. And he talks about the importance, particularly when you're in this moving through phase. So you know that like, you know that you're not going back to the way things were, but you don't yeah. know what the future looks like, right? You don't know what that new beginning looks like and what hybrid work is going to look like. So you're in this in-between moving through disorienting phase. And the most important thing to do during that period of time is to communicate and to communicate mm. really clearly. And he has these four Ps that he uses to, to tell people to communicate. And one of them is, what is the purpose of the change that we're making? What is the part that everyone's going to play? What's the plan that everyone is going to, you know, that we're going to use to get back to work? And then what's the picture of success look like? Right. And so that yeah. picture of success P is pretty hard right now because no one has an effing clue what that looks like. And so we're, we're giving people like this half baked communication about this is, you know, this is what we think is happening. We don't know what any of it's going to look like, but, but stay with us because eventually we'll figure it out. Right. Right. And, and we kind of, and when we're looking for a reference point of where we think we might be going, we're looking to the past, the other P. Right. You know, that yeah. in our past view of us working was us all together and you had a seat. You you know, you had a seat where you, you assigned where your computer was. And now, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And <laughs> I just, and, and meanwhile, I just have this sense of, oh, I'm tired and, and disappointed that like this is immediately where we go is the pressure to come back. Yeah. You know, it's and especially in June and May. It started in May, but June too, where have a freaking heart. A give people time. Like in a real hardcore execution tactical mindset. Give people a long time to get ready because they have to plan. Yeah. And two, make it September. I mean, we made it this far. Yeah. Or whenever your school system is coming back online, it does seem from all signs that schools will be back. I mean, so you need to have some sort of sensitivity yeah. of your local region. But that schools come back when they come back, maybe a week past the first week of school, and then let's come back. You know, yeah. like this, doing this in June and saying, yeah, you all need to come back right now is just... Oh, no, it doesn't make and sense. Then, and then it costs you money there. Um, I was looking at uh, this flex job survey where what they say they surveyed 2100 people and a third said that they save at least 5000 a year by working remotely. Of course they do. Of you know, you know do. how much the Metro card costs the, and that's taking yeah. public transportation in New York City. That's yeah. what isn't it like 240 a month for the anyways, you know, like that's. That adds up. Yeah. People don't want to spend that money. Yeah. Yeah. No. Without a business case. Like, it get you know, you put that phrase in my head. I blame you for it. <laughs> I hold you accountable for it. But, 
okay, what's the business case for me spending 5,000 bucks so you feel better? Because right. you see my f- bright and shining face in the office. And I'm, I'm fired up. But what is the purpose? If the purpose is valid and you can over-communicate it to us and say, hey, this is awesome. What a great this. This is a rare thing. We're all going to gather. We're going to do this. Or people need the space. Being in the office is more conducive to me personally working. So I'm going to facilitate that for you. Mm-hmm. Then those are great purposes. But right. just to say... Yeah, you, oh, if you're a hustler, you'll be back in the office. That's not a purpose. Right. Boo. No, no, it's not. It's not a purpose. Oh, yeah, it's hard. But there are people who are dying to go back to the office. Yes. Oh, for sure. I, I live with one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I don't, that's, and again, the point of, the phrase is flexible work. It's meant to be flexible. Yeah. This, all of us home all the time. And I, I kind of have liked, you know, one of the things, the secrets that I have about the few times I've been commuting in is I like that time on the subway. Sure. Where, you know, now you, in, at stations, you could get Wi-Fi if you want, but I like that kind of like, just, I'm going to listen to my podcast. I'm going to read my book. Yeah. It's like 40 minutes of, I got, I can't do anything else time going and coming. I like it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like that time. I like the demarcation between, you know, I miss the demarcation yep. between work and, yep. and home. I'm, I've worked in a number of different places in my house, but my desk is in my bedroom now. Me too. Me too. And it's like, my God, could I get some kind of like separation of church and state a little bit here. I would like, like to leave my bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. I get up, I take a shower, we get the kids, you know, going. And then basically I'm locked in my bedroom all day. I'm allowed to like, you know, it's like prisoners get more like steps in. That <laughs> yeah, My steps are pretty pathetic. <laughs> oh my God. The few days that I've gone in, I have the, you know, the tracker and I'm like, yeah. woo, look at this. Me. My awesome uh, Pilates teacher was telling me that just this week, she said, you know, we used to spend all this time on feet because of all the walking, everybody's feet were all beat up. And she said, you'll notice that we don't do a whole lot with feet right now because like no one's using their feet. And instead, it's all about like the hip flexors because we're sitting so long, it's all contracting. Yeah. So I'm like, like, oh my God, there's a method to this awful madness is, that is my Pilates class. <laughs> <laughs> the awful madness that is my The class. awful madness that I appreciate and I adore and, and keeps, and that is truly what has kept me sane is having those moments where I know also I can't think about anything else because I'm just thinking about how much it sucks to do whatever I'm doing. That's a good mental break right there yeah. with my Pilates class. So, but well, in this Bloomberg article, yeah, it says that PwC surveyed 133 executives. Fewer than one in five say they want to go back to pre-pandemic routines, but only 13% were prepared to let go of the office for good. Well, those are two different thoughts. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I, you know, I feel like I, I come off as like, I never want to go in the office. That is not what I'm saying. I think there is value there. But yeah, I just don't want pre-pandemic routines just for the heck of it. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. No, I think, yeah, it's pretty difficult to figure out, I think, what we what we want. 
right? I don't want mm-hmm. pre-pandemic routines. Right. I would like some Wasn't semblance. your pre-pandemic routine like commuting two hours each way? I mean, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's not do that. <laughs> no, exactly. But it's such a, it's so funny to have gone from like a very exaggerated, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I am, so I'm not going back to that, to that routine, right. but to go from one extreme, like just an extreme, extreme commute to nothing, you know, and then thinking about, well, what does the middle ground look like there? And what is like a very little commute plus, yeah. you know, going in not as often. What does that, what does that look like? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Right. No and idea. then, and then even if you do, is it on your schedule? Is it a set schedule? You know, like, is it every Tuesdays and Thursdays or is it as needed or, and you know, it, so, even doing that is, is up for consideration. Well, literally that's what bosses are. Those are yeah. decisions that they're making. Right. Right. They call it different things. Anchor flex. So there's certain days yep. that everyone has to be in periodic flex. So they're coming in certain days, certain times. The problem is, you know, the piece that we're not talking about, and I think this isn't, this is true of some organizations and not of others, right? Is obviously is who are your customers? Who are your stakeholders? Who are you trying? Like, do you have to physically be in? Is there a role for physical presence in your business model? Right. Because in the organization that I'm working in right now, there is absolutely a role for being physically present. Sure. Yep. And I think it's important to think about what, you know, in some cases, it's pretty cut and dry, right? You have the customers or the stakeholders are there. So you are either there with them or you're not, right? Mm -hmm. In some cases, you are trying to make your decision as a leader about what your team should do based on what you think other leaders are going to do with their teams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So it's all like, it's just this pinball machine kind of. Of all the I, considerations and all yeah. the, you know, yeah. And meanwhile, you're also doing it with mask requirements and you're doing it with, you know, whether or not your kids can get vaccinated, whether, you know, like, like meanwhile, back at the ranch, you're having (laughs) all those ping ponging going on for just life risk assessment, like constant risk assessment too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there in this Bloomberg article, it said, (laughs) Jean Garland, 24, unknowingly opened the floodgates to people's frustrations about office returns. After his employer and IT company in April told people they needed to start coming in, two of his close colleagues handed in their resignations. And he tapped out a tweet, which I just love this age. Bro, they said no more telecommuting and my coworkers started quitting. (laughs) <laughs> bro bro dude. see you know i'm older because i'd be like dude so yeah. the survey that they we've been referencing said that among millennials and gen z the percentage that say hey you take away all this remote work and we're out 49 percent yeah yeah so i mean i'm not what is that is that like is that part entitlement? Is that part like I'm a tech baby? You know, like I'm, you know, how they were digital natives, even though yeah. seriously, we've been in tech all of our lives too. So yeah. whatever. Or I don't know, like what, 
I just come on. Like this is, I, I just don't have to put up with this old fashioned thinking. I think so. I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I think maybe, you know, that we've been working in offices for so long, we're a little more beaten down. That it's I like, think well, that's, that's, that's also part of it. <laughs> we're beaten down. There you go. They're not. Yeah. I tell you, because it's, here's the thing that being in an office, and, and mind you, most of these offices these days are these open plan things. So they're highly distracting too. I also wonder, can we deal with the distraction of being in the office? We need like a soft landing into it of like being next to somebody talking on the phone. Because in our bedroom, yeah, we get disrupted by kids and parents and cats and dogs and all that sort of jazz. But it's not quite the same as the guy having a 20-minute call next to you. No, you know? right. So, yeah, that's going to be an issue, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a lot. We're going to be keeping you posted on how this unfolds. Oh, my goodness. Listeners. Well, it, it, this will be fun stats in the fall when yeah. we find out. And because, you know, you can say you'd consider quitting, but will you? And yeah. then the age breakdowns. And so, oh, I look forward to all. All the data. All the data when we make it through this transition. Because do you think like the fall is in a sense, like it'll be a chapter, a new chapter. Start. I feel like, I, you know, like if the schools are back in, we can get everyone settled in. Yeah. And then either you've been brought in over the summer or, you know, you see a lot of the companies saying September. Then we'll be able, it'll be a time to look back at this phase. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so. I think so. All right. Well, until then, I say uh, thanks for joining us on The Breadwinners. You'll find links to this article because it's fascinating in our episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com. Let us know. Are you going back? Have they told you you're going back? Are you thinking of quitting? Visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.